Welcome back, everyone, to our story about Samson, the bonus episode for the Samson story. That's the one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested because this is, you know, one of the stories that I actually knew, as I had said on the episode before, and we were kind of curious as to why that was. So, Dedeker, you looked that up a little bit, right? Like, why is Samson so important to us as a culture? Well, so specifically, I was looking up the story of Samson and Delilah, because mm-hmm. that's the one where where that feels a, a important piece of the story that everyone seems to know, or yeah. at least seems to know that, that that is a thing in the Bible, or that is a story, right. those are characters. Um, and it is interesting. I'm not sh- like, uh, you know, I'm looking, I'm researching, I'm not exactly sure why I haven't found a super compelling reason why. I've found, found some interesting things. You know, I think part of the reason that... Delilah has become important. First of all, she's one of she's the only woman in the story of Samson that has a name. Bonus point. That's right. true. Uh, so his yeah, first bride, it's just like yeah. his wife. His first bride yes. never had a name, huh? Yes, nah. which also means she's one of the few women in the Bible right. <laughs> that is named. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, so so Jeez. there's that. And it's interesting the way that Delilah has been kind of this archetype for, first of all, a representative of the fact that, um, you know, foreign women are dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, that's definitely a, a message that we've seen repeated in the Bible. It's very much about like, don't go marry foreigners, basically. Um, don't right. marry non-Jewish women. Don't marry non-Hebrew women. Um, even though, Christ- even though Moses did it, but that's fine. Well, Seems that, was before he, that was before he was our dude and he kind of had no choice. And I mean, he was also raised by Egyptians. So it's a little bit ambiguous. Moses gets yeah. a pass. Mm, that's I true. See, I see. And maybe God was like, okay, never again after, after Moses, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it's like, we didn't become xenophobic until later. It's like, cause mm. earlier on, you know, all of them were marrying women from other places. That's you true. Know, like Abraham and all those guys were doing that before. And yeah. then, and then, yeah, we get to, to Moses and suddenly it's like, well, okay, now we've got to lock it down. Mm-hmm. So so the predominant Jewish interpretation is that is like this is a story about not marrying women who are not Jewish, who are not in your tribal slash ethnic group. Mm-hmm. The Christian interpretations take it a step further, uh, specifically to be about don't marry or consort with someone outside the faith in general. I so see. good old St. Ambrose declares, quote, men should avoid marriage with those outside the faith, lest instead of love of one spouse, there be treachery. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So it's true. Now, something also really interesting in different Jewish versions of the story, Samson and Delilah actually have kids together. Huh. Um, Oh. Wow. The next tiny spoiler alert, the next judge that we're going to talk about is Micah. And there's also some theories that Delilah is actually the mother of Micah, potentially. Oh, Uh, wait. That Wikipedia article lied to me. It said that Samson was the last judge. Right. Yeah. So I guess. Did it really? Maybe Micah's not not a judge, but maybe I'm confusing it. Just the next person we're going to encounter in the book of Judges. Uh, who okay. is a judge or maybe is not a judge. Is <laughs> okay. some guy. Yes. His name's Micah. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the thing is that Delilah, uh, her name in Hebrew means to 
dwindle or to weaken, essentially. Oh, wow. So that's another thing where oh, her yeah. name is associated with what happens in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the name Delilah, because of this story, has shown up in so many other pieces of works of art and novels and films to kind of just imply that this character is a treacherous woman who's also sexy at the same time. Nice. <laughs> yeah, great. But so, huh. And that just that it's like that she's it's like she's the femme fatale and so we love it is that sort of the answer to why I, I that's a good question so. yeah, yeah Maybe. I so. it's like she does incorporate this this femme fatale archetype that I suppose is really compelling to us yeah maybe mm-hmm. or yeah. it's just really compelling because misogyny I don't know uh, yeah I, I suppose that unfortunately that's probably part of it too yeah yeah so, so I've talked about mm-hmm. this this uh, Regina Spector song regarding samson yeah i remember you used to sing it a lot at karaoke is it still mm-hmm. one of your go-tos these days i don't actually think i've ever sung it at karaoke jace i just oh. sang it in that video that you made for me remember oh uh, okay yeah sorry i got it confused then no you're fine you're fine yeah um but after reading this story i'm like wow these lyrics like are just dead wrong in so many ways <laughs> uh, what what but- do you got it's been a while since i've looked at it okay well i'll i'll talk about let's say so, yeah, they're saying, like, you're my sweetest downfall. I loved you first. Um, your hair was long when we first met. And then it says that Samson came to my bed and told me that my hair was red. Uh, and she says that I cut his hair myself one night, a pair of dull scissors in the yellow light. And he told me that I'd done, a, done all right. And he kissed me till the morning light. And then it says that... We couldn't bring the columns down. We couldn't destroy a single one. And the history books forgot about us. And the Bible didn't mention us not even once, which is wrong. Yeah. Yes, it did. <laughs> well, okay. So, I mean, that implies to me that it's the speaker is, is in a Delilah. relationship that, well, but is in a relationship that reminds her of Samson and Delilah, except huh. it doesn't turn out with the same ending. At least that's, that's the kind of poetic interpretation I'm getting. What do you think, Jace? Yeah, what, so the thing I always thought was interesting about that song, and it's very beautiful. If you're listening at home, it's like go, go check it out. Yeah, it's it's quite nice. Um, that it's like, the way I interpreted it before is that it's from the point of view of Delilah singing yeah. it and kind of giving her take on the story that went a different way that was actually a very beautiful and romantic story, but that then kind of was forgotten by time and replaced by something else. Now mm. that I've read the story and then I'm hearing these lyrics again, I'm like, mm, I don't know if that that interpretation actually holds up anymore. And maybe so, it is more like Dedeker said, where it's more like we had a similar story, but that wasn't terrible, but they didn't write about us. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Well, so songfacts.com <laughs> uh-huh. says this song is about love and told through the biblical story of Samson and Delilah found in Judges 16. Samson had tremendous strength, but he lost it when Delilah had his head shaved. It shows the unconditional forgiveness you have for someone you love. Okay, hold on, Emily. Because <laughs> and I'm like, what? Jason and I, <laughs> I have perused song facts before. And yeah, okay. <laughs> we have found that their definition of the word facts is a little bit iffy. I don't remember what song we were looking up to but it was some song where like one of the facts listed was like oh, I like- listen to this all the time in college and it reminds me of my college boyfriend right. and I'm like well <laughs> okay a fact for you I guess but I mean that is, that yeah. is a fact I guess you can't dispute it is probably that. a fact about your feelings but I don't know if that's a fact about like the origin of the song so I would take all that with a grain of salt 
Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> I mean, there's a the schmoop.com talks about the sweetest downfall lyric. It's mm-hmm. an intriguing paradox, self-contradictory, since people don't usually think of downfalls as sweet. Regina sets up an ironic slash bittersweet tone for the song right from the start. Because, yeah, that's like the first right. lyric in the song. Well, and she so, also sets up that that the person she's singing to that Samson like is her sweetest downfall as opposed yeah. to the way we're told the story, which is the other way around that she yeah. is the downfall of Samson. Well, I mean, if you're looking at it from the perspective of, you know, history has put her in this light, then yeah, I mean, he was her downfall because he's the one who's like the victim in this scenario, I guess. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, there it is. So actually, after we were recording this episode, I thought of another song that, at least to me, has always had an allusion to the Samson story, and that's mm-hmm. Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. Oh, oh yes, love you're that right. Song, right? Oh, you're so right. it's it's the well, your faith was strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof. Her beauty and the moonlight overthrew you. Which we know that story to be about. Who was it? King David. That's David when, and Bathsheba. Oh, which we've I, not ugh. we've not gotten to yet. We will oh, get there. Oh right, we've talked oh, yes. about it before, but we haven't actually read it yet. No, we haven't I, have, I I had no idea what that was. Spoilers, you know what? So. Actually, actually, technically, Emily, I think we told you that story on our other podcast. We did. Yeah, years ago. Yeah. Okay. I can't be I can't be held accountable for something that you talked to me about years ago, like in a, okay. in passing in a podcast. Okay. That's fair. Um, but but then it goes on to say she tied you to her kitchen chair, she broke your throne, and she cut your hair. And oh, from your yeah, lips yeah, she drew yeah, the yeah. hallelujah. Yeah. Which then to me is like we've switched into the Samson story about her cutting his hair, and then from your lips she drew the hallelujah, which I And guess the you... tying part up too. Right, yeah, yeah, totally. That she ties yeah. him up, cuts his hair, and that from your lips she drew the hallelujah is like about how at the end he like finally gives this prayer to Yahweh or whatever to get the strength to kill everybody, mm. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um yeah. So anyway, I was just thinking about that after we recorded. I was like, oh yeah, there's another song that That's great. At least I've always thought of being related. Um so the last thing that I wanted to share with you, we talked about this a little bit, but it's the Samson and Delilah movie from 1949 wow. by Cecil B. DeMille. And yeah, we know Cecil B. DeMille because he was the one who made the Ten Commandments, the classic Charlton Heston version. Now, my question, I've not seen this film, but I'm like, can we make an entire film out of this? This was <laughs> right? like I know, seriously. a chapter in the Bible. And I mean, pretty straightforward action, you know, like, so that's my question is like, wow, how do we make a whole film out of this? Well, let me tell you. Here's I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of give you the like Cliff Notes version of this movie. Okay, <laughs> here's how it goes. Uh, we open up on Samson, who I remembered as being blonde, but he's not. He has he has dark brown hair. Oh, um, and he's you know hanging out, being a sexy but strong playboy type gentleman, and he's got the hots for and, and like a mutual flirtation with this philistine woman but uh in this movie it's pronounced philistine whoa philistine uh and so anyway he's got the hots for this woman but there's a philistine soldier boy who she's kind of like set to to be with but then meanwhile there's this thing of samson kind of getting to know 
uh, her sister. The sister? Yeah, I, I think at the film, the story is that Delilah turns out to be the sister of his first like Philistine wife. What? I think that's how they kind of retconned it or rewrote it to add more drama, I suppose. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... So anyway, yeah, like, so the, the soldier and some other people are all going out lion hunting for fun. And then Delilah is like, hey, Samson, I think you're cool. Let's, I'll help you get to the lion hunt so that you can kill the lion. Mm -hmm. And they go, like, they ride out on her chariot because I guess he didn't have one, but she did. So, like, they borrow her car, <laughs> go out, and then he weirdly slow motion-ish kind of fights with this lion and eventually, I guess, chokes it to death and it dies. But like <laughs> she sees it and then all the soldiers come up. So it's not not like this thing that he did in secret, like we kind of had the impression, but, uh, but Delilah's there and then she's like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. I love you, I love you. And like wants to, to be with him. But Samson's not into it. He's like, oh, whatever, you silly girl. Okay. All right, and then we're at his wedding, and we have the whole thing with the bet with the riddle, which also makes no sense. And also, unless I like fell asleep briefly during this part, I don't remember the honey coming out of the lion at all. So, like, the riddle has no context for the viewer at all watching the movie. It's super weird. But anyway, same thing. They they convince uh, the Philist Philistine wife to tell them the answer to it. But what's weird here is that Delilah is actually the one kind of convincing them because she knows it's going to break up him and his wife if she ends up like betraying him to these guys. So then they get the answer to the riddle and Samson, you know, super pissed off and, and looks at his wife and he just like storms out, just walks out. And then a little while later uh, comes back and throws all the coats at everyone. It just like starts throwing coats angrily at okay. everyone. Okay. Oh, maybe they assumed he was a normal human being and was like, dang it, I have to go buy 30 coats. That sucks. I guess I better go on down to the Target. Maybe they'll have a deal on coats or something, but that sucks. I have to buy 30 coats instead of defaulting to, <laughs> well, got to go kill 30 dudes. Yeah. So the way they play it in this movie is that there's a scene of all of these guys in a nearby town who are like just in their underwear and all the soldiers are like, what's going on? They're like, someone came and robbed us and he took my cloak and he took mine too. Whoa. And so like not, not went and stole their cloaks from their tents, but just <laughs> literally took them off of their bodies. Uh, and anyone, everyone's all pissed about this and they're all upset. And of course, just like in the story we read, they end up taking that out on his Philistine wife and her family by burning their house and, and killing them all wow but then this part is another difference and i actually kind of like their version and basically in this it's that right the whole family gets killed and i guess this is delilah's family of course so she's yeah. super upset about it and like swears vengeance on Samson for causing this to happen to her family. So then later her like seducing him and tricking him and tying him up and all this stuff, like her character is actually motivated now, which I actually thought was pretty cool. And then the thing happens where she cuts off his hair and he gets weak and they stab out his eyes. She is. And then um, a lot of, like the last, what is this? Maybe 40 30 to 40 minutes of the movie is him without eyes. What? Um, yeah, like bemoaning his fate and being like 
tortured and being miserable and stuff. I guess because we have to develop a lot of sympathy for him and a lot of hate for the people he's going to kill so that by the okay. end of the movie, when they like bring him out like a bear on a rope, you know, and everyone's like laughing at him and cheering and stuff. And then he talk, knocks down the pillars and everyone, you know, the, the Coliseum like falls on everyone. Then we don't feel bad about it because we've seen how bad he's been treated for the past like half hour. I, say, I guess yeah. is kind of how they Which is funny cuz it's like no this guy's the asshole, but okay. Right. So it is it is like if you extend certain parts of the story and kind of diminish or just delete others, it's like oh now you have a likable Samson. Wow. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a fun film. We'll have to watch the whole thing at some point. I know. We should have a movie night. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know out there, all y'all out there, what you thought of the Samson movie, if you've seen it. And uh, on our Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship, I'd be really interested to hear why people think that this story is so prolific and why everybody knows the Samson and Delilah story. Yeah. So we will talk to you all around the Drunk Bible Fans and fellow study. You want to try, you you try that week. again? Fans and fellow study. I like that. That's good. Fans and <laughs> we'll see everyone around Stop. the drunk Bible. You missed. You just missed a word. Drunk Bible study. Fans and fellowship. Yeah, drunk Bible study. Fans and fellowship group. Yeah, and we will see you next week on the show. Three, two, one.